Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship. Once again, I am your co-host, Dallas Montague. Today, we have a returning guest, Jack Noisette, and it's so great to have you here Thank you for being here again. If you guys remember him, he was in a podcast about a year ago titled Five Faith-Filled Ways of Maintaining Happiness in Parenting. He wrote a book about that, and he's recently wrote a new book called Jesus, My Friend. And so we're going to talk about that today. Thank you for being here. How are you? I'm doing great, Dallas. Thank you for inviting me again. Really happy to be here. Just uh, share what's been going on with me and this new book I'm launching. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you did share some of your testimony in the last podcast. We recorded this in October last year. And so if you guys have not listened to that, please go back and take a listen. You can hear a little bit more about his testimony. But if you can just take the next few minutes and just summarize or just give another overlap of your story for our listeners today. Absolutely. I'm always willing to share my testimony. As, uh, when, growing up, I did not grow up in a Christian home. I uh, was well, more so religious in as far as like Catholics concerned, but we didn't go to church religiously just like on every other year during the holiday. I had no strong concept of who God was, um, and I was the youngest of three children. So I just uh, explored when I was like high school age, and um, in my neighborhood in New York City, you know, there were a lot of young black men who were following all these different doctrines and I was like very close to, to actually diving into that and then um, I just had a revelation through a couple of friends of mine of who Jesus was and um, it just radically changed my, my life my heart and I, I, I saw him for who truly is the loving savior and I just saw his sacrifice being that great demonstration of his love to me and no one else did what he did and I was so floored by that and just gave my life to him I was 18 years old and thankfully he surrounded me with a lot of uh, Christian brothers and sisters when I first got saved my family was not happy about it um, my mom thought I was going crazy because she called me fanatical and just thought that um, I was losing my mind and she was actually uh, friends of mine used to actually give me Bibles I didn't have a Bible of my own she used to go to my book bag and just snatch them out and uh, I was like, where happened to my Bible? I don't know what happened to it. So wow. I really had to kind of like pray in secret. I had to really just um, believe God on my own, be the only one in the household and be a light as a teenager. And thankfully, you know, they thought it was going to be a fad, but I was being consistent and faithful to my call to, 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 to my Savior. 
and they saw the consistency and you know a couple of them did get saved um through that so i'm really happy about that and this, this goes to show you what the faithfulness of a believer how much light that can be and how that can affect others mm-hmm. who are looking um so yeah in college i just started to explore and, and um and grow and blossom in my faith and then i became an ordained minister soon after that married my wife and had my three kids and how long have you been doing ministry i was I've been doing ministry. Uh, I was ordained at 25 and 42, so that's like 17 years. Wow, yeah. that's great. Yeah. 17 years in the doing ministry. Wow. And so you wrote several books over the years. And so how many books have you written so far? I've I've written three books. Um, I, I wrote a book called Smarty Charlie. That was my first book. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Done unto you according to your faith. This is one of God's promises to us, that when we come to Him in prayer, we believe that we receive that which we ask for. Without doubt, it shall be yours. This promise of ask, believe, and receive. Mark chapter 11, 22-24. According to Your Faith, Let It Be Done Unto You is a short ebook that reveals the power of God's promises about receiving by faith, filled with scriptures, guiding you on letting go of any cares or concerns that you may be facing in your life, and casting them to God in prayer by trusting He is able to take care of you. Get your copy today. May God bless and keep you. Understanding and abiding in the fear of the Lord is an essential kingdom concept, beneficial for both the believer and the unbeliever alike of hating evil. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 13. And then to flee from evil, to then abide in the light, as he is in the light. 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. Find your copy, Understanding the Fear of the Lord, on Amazon today. I've, I've written three books. Um, I, I wrote a book called Smarty Charlie. That was my first book. And it was a book, it's a children's book that I wrote actually for my kids. Cause I like to read them stories about, you know, um, an importance of being disciplined, the importance of um, being diligent in what you do, hard work. And as I was, you know, I used to create these characters and they say, I can't do math. I can't do this kind of stuff. Dad, it's just too hard. I created a character called Smarty Charlie, who he was smart, not because of some kind of magical power. Really, he gained his powers through through working hard and practicing and studying. And um, that's what the book is all about, just kind of building up that grit and tenacity um, of a child and, and, you know, seeing themselves as a superhero because they did a lot of hard work in getting it done. And uh, no one's just innately smarter than you. A lot of people just, just work harder than you or... And, and that was what the book was about. So they, they loved it, put some characters together, got it illustrated. That was my first book. Then I wrote uh, The Happy Parent, <clears throat> just based out of my own experience of being a parent and, and seeing how you know pre-kids and marriage can be. And when post-kids come in, it, it's, it's like a radical change. And um, just finding my joy back and actually seeing God as my source of joy and seeing him as a God who is full of joy as well and, and seeing the purpose by which he gave me kids, not to burden me, not to, to endure life, but to enjoy life. So 
that book was a testament to that and the sharing principles around what it means to be a happy parent. And then my last book is Jesus, My Friends, another children's book that I felt uh, was necessary and important for um, our community of faith and others as well to understand that the true kind, friendly nature and character of Jesus Christ and um, how kids can also adopt that mindset that he is a friend and seeing him as that and having that perspective is so important and it's mm-hmm. so necessary in life. And how old are your children today? I have three kids. My, my son, his name is Judah. He's 11. My middle child, Zoe, she's eight years old. And my youngest uh, daughter is Micah, and she's six years old. Wow. So you can still read these books to your kids. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. My daughter was just reading it a couple of days ago, actually, and she telling me how much she enjoyed it. That's great. And so what has kind of led into, first off, being an author? And so what led you really in the beginning to write that first book, Smarty Charlie? You know, I, uh, as an ordained minister, I felt like um, I had opportunities to teach or to preach the word. I think um, it was great. But I felt I wanted to make more of an impact to folks and help other people out. And um, I just, uh, my friends of mine, my pastor, he's also an author for a few books and I, I just felt encouraged and motivated by what he was doing and him saying, Hey, you can do the same thing. You can, you have something in you and need to release it. So I just started just writing and, and putting down ideas. And this was the first book that I thought of that would make an impact. So I was very kid oriented, very family oriented. And um, this was the first book that was released. And um, I, I felt like it was important for me to leave something here even when I'm not here anymore and I go and I pass away, I need to leave some remnants of myself that will make this world and this and people at large just impacted by the love and uh, the goodness of God. So that's why I need to release something, a few things while I'm here. So that yeah. henceforth came the first book. It must have been a great experience because you continued writing and you continued to release new books and I'm sure this is not your last book. You did say my last book is this, but I'm sure you made the <laughs> most recent. Right, right, exactly, exactly. I'm just motivated by that. I just feel like it's important for 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 a believer. The Bible says to be apt to teach, and I think that it's for every believer to teach something. And you, if you learn something, it's important to teach something that can bless someone. And sometimes we feel like, well, I'm not this minister. I'm not this well known. You know. Um, mega church pastor who's going to listen to me but you if you have a voice if you have a mind you have a heart for jesus there is something you can release to others and who will be benefited from um, by it so um i was like you know what if, if it doesn't sell a million copies it doesn't matter to me as long as i do my part and share what i've learned mm-hmm. and i think writing books just gives you the opportunity to, to keep releasing these um, revelations you have from God and, 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 and strategies to help people in life. You know, when I was the first parent, I asked friends, they didn't know, and, and I, I, I um, asked relatives, they didn't know how to help me. So a lot of things I had to learn on my own. I read a few books, but something just didn't do it for me. It didn't really help me resolve some of the issues that I had. And I just felt like, I know other people are in that same place. What can I do to help them? What have I learned that can be passed on to them? So this to make their life a little bit easier and a little bit more brighter. Mm-hmm. And how might this children's book be different than other books out there? Other than it being a Christian book, 
What are some other ideas that you may have? Now, this new book that I have, Jesus, My Friend, I really, not just because it's my book, but I really think this is a game changer, that this is, um, this can make a complete 180 in the average Christian home. It's a simple Christian um, children's book, but I think it's rare that you see Jesus in this facet. Um, so, you know, I talk to my kids, I, I read them Bible stories at night, and I talk about Jesus. And they always see this kind of stoic, you know, um, very serious, monotone kind of person who is emotionless, emotionless. Mm -hmm. And when I look at the scriptures, I don't see that, you know, and, and I, it was important for me to share with them that he, he does have feelings. He does care about you. He does smile, you know, because they're like, I don't ever see him smile into the pictures or any painting. He's <laughs> That's always true. Serious, That's you so know? true. He's being crucified, yeah. he's being sacrificed, and, and that, that's important that, that we wasn't for that. But the Bible says the joy of the Lord is my strength. You know, he said that he came to give us joy, joy unspeakable, you know, joy overflowing. So he was all about joy, but we never really see that. So in this book, we see him, um, he's, he, he's uh, being a friend to a girl in Malika, you know, in the city. And she's going through the ups and downs of life as a young kid, being teased, you know, by other kids. You know, she didn't get a, a, the best grade in class. Um, her, her brother is teasing her. You know, Jesus is there. He's, he's a part of everything that you go through. And um, through the, the rainy storms and through when it's, when it's shining bright outside, and when you make that winning jump shot in the basketball game, He's there cheering you on. He believes in you. He's encouraging you. So this book shows how that looks, how that would physically look if you saw Jesus hanging out with you in a day, you know, for a kid. And I felt for my, for my children personally, they needed to know that this faith is real. It's not a Sunday church thing. Jesus isn't put on the shelf throughout the week. He's inside of you. He's with you. And he's encouraging you from day to day. So this is what this book is. It, it demonstrates that. It shows you how he has an umbrella over Malika's um, head one day because it's stormy out. He cares about everything. And I think it's important for kids to know that the, their Lord and Savior uh, is, cares about the macro and the micro things of life. And he's there for you as a friend, um, not just savior but he says to call me a friend too and that's a big deal and i want kids our, our kids to understand that's what he wants intimate fellowship and relationship with everyone who calls on his name i think it's a great approach because he's very alive he is very active and sometimes we do portray him as a very stoic person like you said but he is very much in our lives and can be and like you said the joy of the lord is our strength and for a children, I think it's so important to for them to see that too. He's here with you. He understands yeah. you. He's experiencing these things with you. Right. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I wanted to drive home was was that exactly. He's and he's not just there looking at it happen. He he's there involved. He's there giving you a hug. And you know, this is what's important that that they understand that he cares about about everything you know i was one time during my bible devotional i was looking at jude and ruth 
And, you know, um, as I was reading, I was like, wow, this is interesting. Um, I'm sorry, Judges and Ruth. And as I was, as I was reading it, I can see the, the, time, the time span for this whole thing. It's like Judges is about kingdoms and, you know, overthrowing and overcoming things and, 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 and um, actual um, uh, battles and war attacks and all this stuff. And, and this is a huge... Um, 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 view of life, you know, as far as that's concerned, and this tribe against that tribe, and then look at Ruth. It's just a, it's just a story about, you know, um, a family, <laughs> and it's, it's 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 within the same town, and it's not that many characters, you know, but it's interesting to see how this story and the same story are side by side, and they're going, they're occurring at the same time period. But God cares about the kingdoms and all these other things that are happening, the macro level. And also he cares about relationships between a mother and her daughter-in-law, you know. And, and this, is, this is how God works, that he cares about everything and whatever concerns you. And I wanted folks who read this with their kids or the kids reading this to know that he's not just focused about the White House. He's also focused about your house. And he cares about it. So that's what I wanted to kind of drive home. Talking about Jesus in your book, is he a real person or is he more of just a spirit in this book? Like where he's around, but they can't really see him all the time, or is he a friend that's there? He's actually a friend that's there. Um, so you see him, um, he, he actually gives the, the main character, Malika, a big hug. Um, he's holding her umbrella at one point on her way to school. He's putting a crown over her head just showing her that he, she, he believes in her, that he sees her as royalty. You know, he's encouraging her when her, her, her uh, brother's teasing her. So he's, he's physically there um, helping her. Um, now, she sees him, not to say that everyone else sees him, but that's the portrayal is, is what's happening. That was my question, yeah, if only she sees him in that moment or if everyone else can too. Yeah. Okay. Great. And can you tell us a little bit more about, other than the obvious message of Jesus is our friend, but how does this book teach our children about the gospel? I think, you know, when it comes down to it, um, the gospel is a love letter to us, um, to, 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 to humankind. And I think when, you, when you're preaching the gospel and you're talking about the, uh, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, um, you know, you're talking about his sacrifice, you're talking about his love. I think this demonstrates that because you're, you're showing that this is a God who cares about, about us, who, uh, who sacrificed himself for us. And not just to be some um, <laughs> kind of mystical being to, to, to control us, but to fellowship with us. It's, it's amazing. We look at the story of Adam and Eve, and when Adam and Eve sinned, God was walking in the garden cool today, and he was like, Adam, where are you? You know, he wasn't saying, Adam, get out of here. I don't want to. He was focusing on where he was and he wanted that fellowship with him. And although he kicked him out of the garden, but he still was seeking him. And I want people to understand that God is always seeking fellowship with us. And I think that's what the gospel is about, that although there was, um, there was sin, you know, separation between God and man, Jesus came to fill that gap and became a bridge for us to have communion and relationship and fellowship with God the Father. And 
that's what Christianity is all about, is having a, a strong fellowship and relationship with him through Jesus Christ. So this book shows you that friendly, kind nature of Jesus, who from the beginning just wants fellowship with us. And where is this book available at? This book can be purchased on Amazon. So it's okay. all online on Amazon. You can purchase there. You can look up my name. You can look up the Jesus, my friend, and you can purchase it there. Okay. And also your other two books, if you guys are interested in this book, I'm just as much confident that his other two books are just as good. And so thank you for being here today on the podcast again, for returning with us. And I know this is your third book. Do you have any plans or anything on your mind about another book in the future? I, you know, I'm thinking about making this a series. I'm looking into that. Uh, seeing how Jesus can be a friend to um, not just a child, but also, you know, um, an adult, and, and seeing the different kinds of uh, ways in which he demonstrates his friendship to us. So looking at different ways to show that, um, still thinking about ideas around it, um, but something will be popping up soon, pretty sure. Great. And I will put that link below for this book, Jesus, My Friend. Guys, check it out. Check out this book. And if I can have you again in the podcast with a prayer today, I would really appreciate it. Sure, absolutely. Um, just want to thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Father, you are great, you are mighty, you are holy, and you are a friend. I thank you for your good nature. Your Bible says that you are good to all. I thank you for your loving kindness. Father, I pray for all those who listen to this broadcast this podcast. I pray that you will touch every life, touch every heart. I pray you will bless families, Lord God. Bless them with the knowledge of who you are. Bless the children, Father. I pray that you will protect everyone from all harm, that no evil shall befall them. I pray that you're giving them the knowledge and understanding to be wonderful parents. I thank you in the name of Jesus that you're bringing those who are living in darkness into the marvelous light of the gospel. In Jesus' name, I thank you. Amen. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.